This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Shalom Aleichem. The following episode is being brought to you by Rabbi Yehuda Shein, Administrator of Kashrus Anytime, a division of the Kosher Consumers Union, a 501c3 organization. A short synopsis of the scandal with the Star K at the International Glock Chaim Witteshchita in a company called BSI, which was ultimately sold to PM Beef in Winter, Minnesota. The Chaim Witteshchita, I could call it sometimes Chaim Witteshchita, sometimes International, but it's all the same, is under the Ashgach of the Shlomo Stern, the Abitzina Rov, the Abitzchak Stein, the Faltachana Rov, and the head of the Bezin of Chatzkel Roth, and the Bezin of Mishmeres, and the Blazy Yaakov. I'm going to give you later on, I'm going to give you the telephone numbers from all of them, so you could go through if you want to have some more details. So later on, so we'll have a pencil and paper, and I'm also going to give you my email address. If you want to have a copy of the whole report, um, I'll be able to send you a copy of the report by email. So I'm going to run through this thing over here. Yankee Chaimowitz, which is an international Glock, had a shechita for a number of years at P&M Beef Company in Wyndham. The new manager that came in proposed, why do we need an in-between distributor, Chaimowitz, why doesn't the Rabbanim give a kosher supervision directly to P&M Beef, which is not, which is, uh, not a Jewish-owned facility, a Goyesha company, says, why do we have to have this in-between? Well, I'll deal with them. All the Rabbanim turned them down including the OU. We're only permitted to grant Ashgacha to Hashem Torah. We go with the Derech Eitzachayim or Gehenim Psuach Tachtov if we give to a guy, uh, non-Jewish. So P&M Beef turned to the Star K, as they had no issue at all in granting Ashgacha on a Shechita that belongs to a non-Jewish distributor company. Shocking. That Gudus Rabbanim put out an Isser signed by many Rabbanim, including the Moshe Feinstein, that included the Kana, not to grant Ashgacha to one that sells kosher and non-kosher. And the event they do grant such Ashgacha, one should question that Ashgacha agents reliability entirely. This goes back to when America was called the tape in the Medina, but it was everybody basically adhered to that same thing. Back in 5752, which was 1991, Chaimowitz decided to consolidate his international glachita into one large abattoir BSI in Windham, Minnesota. Therefore, there was formed an Orthodox Kehilla in Hartley, Iowa, which was in the area, for the benefit of the Shachtim to be able to live there. It was total, the, the, the crew was encompassed of approximately 60 people. The advantage was also that they were able to do on-site not only the shechita, but also the nicker, the soaking, the salting, everything, and the packing. They were able to do everything and have a place to daven and to learn and to mikveh, etc. A real full setup the way a basic shechita should be. This was all done under the script hashgach of Ramosha Stern, the Bertina Rav, and his son Shloyma Stern. If Yitzchak Eleza Yaakov was the kasha supervisor of the Glad operation, he has put out a number of svarim on nicker and on treifus and shechita, a very, very, very big yadin from Eretz Yisrael. Rav Yitzchak Stein of Fultachan, Rav Yaakov Zayda, came into the picture later on. 
Yaakov Elazar has been a shoichet boidek menaker for many years in Yerushalayim. He also wrote numerous forum on Tretus and Nicker, etc. They operated near a coil for the entire staff. The entire staff received their pay directly from the Kehillah, not from the plant and not from Chaim, but the national God. So there was no contact at all between the staff and the distributors. Chaim was, didn't even know who the staff people are because he never had a shaykh with them. It's well known the pressure that's often exerted on the shaykh or a when the, when the one that's given him the check basically has a day at the same. Therefore, no one from the plant nor from Chaim was, was permitted to be physically present during the Shechita or Bedikas. Their serious concerns if the distributor avatar is a firm Jewish entity versus if it's a non-Jewish entity. The difference in the value of Glotby versus non-kosher is tremendous. It's of utmost importance that the stamps, seals, packaging, seals, chaisamas, tape is under the strict control of the crew of Shachtem, Menachem, and Meshkichem. If it will be in the hands of the avatar of a non-Jewish management, there is financial incentives to play games. All the years that the crew of the National Guard were at any shechita, including PNM, the rabbi's word was the final word, no ifs, ands, or buts, and this goes on basically by all shechitas, reliable shechitas, is the shachtim ashgichim are the ones that have the final, the final word on everything. Some four years prior, PNM was sold to BS, sold by BSI to PNM Beef. Man who realized there's a large profit margin available to P&M if they could bypass the international lot distributor and P&M should become the avatar plus the distributor as well of the glot beef. P&M pushed the OU to grant the co-certification directly to P&M. The OU refused. They said our policies forbid us to grant kosher certification to the plant that produces and sells non-kosher as well. Lo and behold, in comes the Star K, and is more than willing to grant kosher certification to the non-Jewish P&M beef distributor. When this episode was mentioned to the Shmuel Vosner and to Rav Yashiv, that Vosner was in total shock, and Rav Yashiv responded, Is this Rav an Orthodox Rav? They didn't tell him the name, evidently, but he was shocked. He couldn't believe that an Orthodox Rav should go give Ashgacha to a um, Goyish distributor, and the basic Shechita also belongs to them. The Star K allowed the management to have full access to the seals, the sealing tape, the packaging. They even allowed P&M to order all of the packaging and the sealing tape came into the company, so basically there was no such a thing as Chesamis, because everything was ordered by them in their control, etc. This in itself, that Ashgach is willing to kosher certify a non-Jewish Avatar distributor is a tremendous tragedy as every kosher certifier of Ashkita loses the full control by the non-Jewish owned avatar. They know they could always go to the Star K and become self-certified as a kosher distributor. So there's no lachat that you can make on them. This also causes that the plant will always pressure the crew to kosher certify as glot a higher percentage of beef which undermines the entire glot and kosher standards across the board. The Rabbanim explained all this to rabbinical administrator Star K to Noah's veil. In response, I will still grant kosher certification to a guy. The kosher crew explained to the Star K that they're all standing to lose their livelihood. Sixty people, don't forget. He responded, you can all continue in your jobs 
but now it'll be under the Sarkei supervision. Knowing full well that the Shachtim, Badkim, and Akram are too ehrlich to continue under these unacceptable circumstances. The Sarkei was all pre-prepared with their own crew if need be. The entire crew was forced to buckle to the guy and the Sarkei, but they told the Sarkei, we'll provide you with the physical aspect of Shechita, Bedikya, Nikar, but we take no responsibility on the kashas under these conditions because the real control of the chaisamis and the tape and the boxes and the seals, everything is in the guy's hands. And you're allowing that. Some of the kashas issues that have to be dealt with under this setup were the Mashgiach saw the non-Jewish employee removing vacuum sealing bags with the star K. The brand that they used was called Zalman's. And the Zalman's brand name was embossed on the bags and the star K as well. Previously, no one besides the Mashgichim had any access to any seals, tape, or bags. Now the Star K allowed these sealing bags to be loaded onto the plant's trailer and shipped to another plant of PM. When it arrived at the other plant of PM, the on site Mashgich was forewarned that there were a large batch of kosher sealing packaging on that truck. When the worker was approached by the Mashgich regarding the kosher packaging plastics, where are the kosher packaging place I was ordered by the supervising rabbis to confiscate and quarantine them. The guy said they aren't international block packaging, it's the Zalman brand which is the property of P&M Beef Company so I could do what my supervisor told me to do and you can't tell me anything about that packaging that doesn't belong to you. When this was brought to the attention of Dr. Pollock, president of Star K and Rabbi Heinemann at their visit to the plant Rabbi Heinemann said, I must first decide if the Goy is a Shoyig or a Mazer. And, by the way, the Goy is correct that the Dalman's packaging belongs to P&M Beef Company, and you may not confiscate it from him. Unbelievable. Another one of the numerous incidents reads the serious cautious violations of the plan. Numerous boxes of sealed beef had their seals broken and lying around for the P&M workers to put into those boxes whatever they wanted and reseal it. When Rabbi Heinemann visited the plant, he asked the Mashgiach, What's the whole tumble going on here with kashas that these guys are making such a big paradigm? The Mashgiach said it's unheard of to have the Goyim to have free access to the kosher seals, packaging, chrysomites, and tape, etc. Rabbi Heinemann responded, Rabbi Heinemann then called up Chaimowitz, the owner of International Glot. He says, could you tell me why you have an extra boidic chutz? Is he increasing your quantity of glot? If he's not, what's the justification of having an extra boidic chutz there? Shocking. Rabbi Heinemann, accompanied by the, accompanied by the P&M manager, stood by the table of the boidic chutz and was challenging the boidic chutz in his rejection of a number of animals as not passing their glot standard. Now the guy was convinced that the standard of glot may be challenged, and he did challenge them on a constant basis, which was a tremendous, tremendous lachat on the boitkim that they can't do their thing calmly, coolly, and collected and getting it done. At a meeting in Baltimore, the president at that meeting was Dr. Pollock, Yonah Gewertz, the P&M manager, the Goyesha manager, Yankee Chaimowitz, and other management from P&M. Dr. Pollock explained to everyone present, Is P&M management aware that all of your kosher crew of international glot are illegal to work in the United States? 
By the way, they were all working for the established coal that was permitted to employ them in the USA. The management of PM sent a letter banning Reb Yaakov and Reb Lazy Yaakov, the head Mashgir, from stepping foot in the plant. PM man- management stated they are determined to work with a crew that can increase the profit margin for the plant, and the people from the Star K are willing to do that, and you people are not, and you better shape up. When the Rabbanim inquired from others familiar with internal workings of Rashgachs at various shritas, they stated, we are not surprised at the Star K. This is their modus operandi. They always degrade the dignity of Rashgachs. I wonder where they learned it. This was a pretty common 60 years ago, 70 years ago, to degrade the dignity of Rabbanim, Rashgachs, Mashgichim. They teach the plans going that these rabbis are just plain workers, nothing more, no reason to treat them as rabbis or anything else. If, if anybody wants to have copies of this thing, which was uh, definitely more at length, uh, with more details, send me an email to kashrusy, K-A-S-H-R-U-S-Y, at AOL.com. Again, K-A-S-H-R-U-S-Y, at AOL.com. Somebody, anybody wants, could call the Debetzinerov, Reb Shleimer Stern, at... 718-853-9623. I repeat, Reb Shleim Stern, the Debertina Rav, at 718-853-9623. Well, you could call also Reb Yitzchak Stein, the Poltachana Rav, and Dayan at 718-436-8072. I repeat again, Reb Yitzchak Stein, the Poltachana Rav, and Dayan at 718-436-8072. Reb Yitzchak Zayda at 718-680-0642 or Reb Yitzchak Eliezer Yaakov in Atisrol at 011-972-2537-7101. I repeat, Reb Yitzchak Eliezer Yaakov at 011-972-2537-7101. We should all be familiar with the Star Case falsification of Rabbi Rubin's report on the Star Case false poultry rishkita that Rabbi Rubin wrote. There's over 20% of Nevelis and Trapus going out at that plan being with the stand, with the plumbers of the of the Star K as being kosher. The Star K falsified his report. The Star K also falsified the Pshloim Zalman or Sefer when he writes that the Star K's Hatayrim and Bishlakim are a main cause for intermarriage in the world. The Moshe Sternbuch also writes that it should be publicized that nobody should rely on the Star Case Ashgacha due to the Star Case Hatayrim on meat and matzahs and wine in South Africa. Copies of all of these documents are available by email from, again, Kashrusy, K A S H R U S Y at AOL.com. Subject line. Write which document you're interested in. There was another interesting story. There was somebody that was shechting in a, in an OU plant, shechting chickens. And after a number of years, it accumulated a substantial amount of money that they weren't paying. And then they decided to go to a different OU plant to shech the chickens over there. So the first one, mund them and said, you know, you can't go to this other plant. You have to pay up. So they, the OU refused to give Ashgacha until... This is straightened out the financial matter. So then 
the company said, but the plant owes me money for other things. So now you says, well, go to Dentoria. They went to Dentoria, and Dentoria Paskin, that this rice poultry owes to the previous base uh, Ashkita, owes them a couple of hundred thousand dollars. And they basically did not pay it. So the OU refused to give the Ashgacha. When the OU was asked, why do you refuse to give the Ashgacha? What does it have to do with you that they owed the previous plant money? So the OU says that, first of all, they're a light-sized Dina. They're not listening to the Torah. Second of all, when it's a, a, a financial matter and you're light-sized Dina, it means you're a Ghana also. And you're an untrustworthy person. They said it's enough that when we give an Ashgacha to a place, especially when it's involving uh, meat or poultry, and you give Ashgacha, you hope that everything will work out fine, you're dealing with, a, with an honest person. When you're starting off with a dishonest person, you know that you're going to have problems and they refuse to give Ashgacha. But that one did not have any problem going to the Star K and getting the Star K to give Ashgacha, even though that they are loitzized in they gambled the money from the other one. So I checked with the previous plan. Did you notify the Star K of the reason that the OU was not given Ashgach? And they said, yes, we notified the Star K that they're not given Ashgach because they're not honest, etc., etc. And you really shouldn't be given Ashgach. The Star K says, well, we have no problem with any of those things. Which, you know, pretty consistent, you know, with what Gunman Zalma said, that they're, they're, they're causing it the marriage, that Moshe Sternbuch says that you shouldn't rely on them at all. Any cautious in your name, they falsified the Nebuchadnezzar Mizalman or Bachsefer. They falsified Rabbi Ruben's report. That is what the Star K is all about. And, you know, we're very surprised that others are going and being on the same label as them, even though the Rav Naishlas told Rav Matcha Anger twice in Square that he doesn't want to find the Star, the Hashgach from Square together with the Star K. But evidently, for some reason or other, you do find that. And you find a lot of other Hashgach sources with the Star K, surprisingly enough but to be continued at another time and cultural.